Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. In case you didn't already know, our team is thrilled to be able to broadcast this weekend's ITA Division I Women's National Indoor Championships in Seattle. We'll have coverage from first ball to last as 16 of the top Division I women's tennis teams in the country do battle for the right to be named the National Indoor Champion and as part of of our preview of this weekend's action. What I will attempt to do on this show over the next few days is speak with each of the head coaches of the 16 teams that will be competing in Seattle. I'll ask each of them to help recap their ITA kickoff weekends, talk about the strengths in each of their respective rosters. I'm also curious to hear what are they most looking forward to learning about their team throughout the course of the action in Seattle. And then wanted to ask each of these coaches about some big picture things. Certainly the announcement of NCAA individuals moving to the fall. I was fascinated to hear what all these coaches thought about that. I also wanted to know what each of these coaches think of the broader landscape in the Division I women's scene at this point of the year. But, you know, again, more generally, we have fantastic interviews coming up over the course of this week for all of you Cracked Rackets fans, for all of you college tennis fans. A massive thank you to every one of these coaches who certainly have a busy week ahead for taking the time to speak with me. With that in mind, let's get to it. It's press row here at Cracked Rackets as we all prepare for the 2023 Division I Women's National Indoor Championships to begin. Hey, Crack fans. Before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of course, friends who use our Cracked Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link? To get signed up, just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. You go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information one location with our friends at Swing Vision.
Joining us on the podcast once again today are a couple of returning champions here to our Cracked Racket shows. Two people you know best as two of the coaches for the Oklahoma women's tennis team, a team that will be returning to the National Indoor Finals field this year in Seattle. Let's first welcome back onto the show head coach, Audra Cohen. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Uh, it is always a pleasure to get the chance to speak with you. I feel like I'm going to get some grief coming my way in this show, and certainly grief even in the order of the introduction, because I'm far more excited to be joined today on the show as well by volunteer assistant coach for the Oklahoma women's tennis team, Mariana Cobra. Coach, welcome on to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm still a little bit bitter about the Christmas card that you don't put me on, <laughs> but we can get we can get past that. Well, There's always next year. Yeah, exactly. I want you to know I've already updated the address list. And just so listeners know, the way I try to bribe these coaches is by putting certain members on our holiday card list. And let's say Coach Cohen made an appearance. And I don't know why it just like, because obviously I know you two are married. Like I know you two are together. It just like, it didn't occur to me that, oh yeah, they probably also live together. So I don't know. I like. I, I got nothing for you there. I'm just dumb. There, there's my excuse. Didn't it occur to you that it was probably me who picked up the mail? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, now that you say it, yes, that makes the most sense of all of this. Um, I mean, did you like the Gruskin eyebrows? I have to ask because we yeah. all have them. Wow. But you do have a chance to redeem yourself for Rosh Hashanah. So yeah. maybe maybe you'll have a better New Year New Year option there. You can you can include Cobra on that one. Well, she did convert yeah. me to yeah. religion, so I'm there. Well, then when I all of us, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I will fast on Yom Kippur for the three of us, and that will be one of the sins I repent for. Is yeah, forgetting exactly. that, and yeah, already made up for. But again, congratulations to the both of you on advancing back to a no- another national indoors. And let's just start there, and I'll start with you, Coach Cohen. You know, that's not something that this Oklahoma women's program has done that frequently in its history. So for you guys to get back there. That still means a lot to your team, does it not? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, it's a huge accomplishment for us to have made it the first time, but to handily make it back a second time is uh, is pretty special. And it shows that we've gained a lot of momentum as a program and that we've really established as one of the top programs in the country. Mm-hmm. And I want to you know, talk about that kickoff weekend first, because obviously there have been some bumps along the road so far this year, but you heard that word there, Coach Cobra, fairly much, you know, like almost a breeze through that kickoff weekend to do it as comfortably as you did. It felt like the perfect bounce back. It just, it felt like you guys got your swagger back, at least broadcasting from afar. Did it feel that way in the building? What did you think of how your team bounced back during that kickoff weekend? Yeah, I think it was a great like opportunity for us to just step back on the court and do something that we have been doing in the past that is just kind of really connecting as a team. As a coach on the sidelines, this is the most connected match that we felt all year long. And I think that as you know, everybody talks about Oklahoma, everybody talks about opportunity. And I think that when you looked at the Texas Tech match, it was an opportunity that we took. And when we do look at matches out opportunities, you see a, a really good performance. And so from a coach's standpoint, I thought it was like a great bounce back from the girls from the previous weekend and just being able to come as one. We talk a lot about connecting and competing as one. And when we do that, we're the Oklahoma. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think in singles, you guys dropped six collective games in the three matches that you won in that final Texas Tech match. And, you know, between that and, you know, I think the biggest positive you would probably both point to, Coach Cohen, is the doubles that we've seen from your team so far this season. And listeners should know I chatted with both of you in Ann Arbor prior to the start of Michigan. Let's just say you weren't 100% sure what you were going to see in doubles. You guys haven't dropped the doubles point. What has clicked so well for your teams? I, I think we have a lot of consistency and continuity. You know, we have obviously the Corley sisters at one and then uh, Lane and Sasha at two, and they've played together for quite a bit of time. And uh, and then Donna and, and Julia have played together as well in the junior circuit. So uh, there's a lot of continuity there. And I, I think also finding ways to get better. We're pretty creative about finding ways to get better. Even if we win a match, like we're going to look at, the things that we need to add and um, just, just basic things. Uh, But I think that makes a big difference, but I'll say like doubles. I I don't know how, but we've somehow been a defined program in doubles. I told you asked like, what is your secret sauce here? No, we don't have a system like Simon at NC state. (laughs) We don't, we don't run a systematic. uh, Okay. You have to play this way. We run more of a, let's play with your strengths. What do you have? What do you have to bring to the table? And how can we make them better? Mm -hmm. Well, I think if you don't mind me saying the system that you guys employ is just energy. You guys come out of the gate swinging. And I'm curious, Coach Cobra, for this team, because it's one thing to get everyone to buy into that in its first year of its existence. And not that last year was the first year, but last year, everything fell into place. And so when you're selling a message and you're 34 and three, the message is going to land. I'm sure everyone was very receptive to it. How do you think your team has sustained that energy to start this season? Certainly we've seen it in doubles, but I'm curious if you see that same energy from the group so far this year. Well, I think the the team really buys into actually what the energy did to us last year. And so it's like, if you want to be good, you know, you need to bring the energy, you know. And so obviously that has translated into our doubles. And I, I think a big part of our doubles is each doubles team has its own identity. And so it's not like everybody that plays Oklahoma is going to play the same way. And I think that really brings a lot of pride to us as coaches is we, we don't have to play one-two punch all the time. You know, we can do a little bit different here, line or lobs. And I think that has brought a lot of confidence to our teams. Yeah. Like going in, knowing that they can change things if needed, and we can embrace who we really are as doubles. And obviously, on top of that, you add energy. I think that's a pretty successful formula there. Mm-hmm. To that end, and it's a question for both of you, how- Have you changed your approach to how you coach this team this year? Because again, last year, it's getting everyone to believe during the first half of the season and then just sustaining that energy throughout the course of the year. I know, obviously, you you are working in a new freshman into the lineup, but for the most part, it is a team that went through all of these experience last season. How does the message you two are communicating to this group, Jose, obviously, as well, who we got to give a shout-out to. Always love Jose. He's uh, on court right now. We're yeah, being the lazy ones yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's doing the real work, as always, <laughs> carrying the load. Um, you know, how, how, if at all, has the message shifted to what you're, you know, trying to try and get this team to peak again? I think the message has shifted a lot um, because they already got a taste of being great, you know? So they they know what that – and now they expect it. And the the big thing now is, like, you got to work, you got to work and you got to be resilient and you have to be tough. And, um, 
and just bringing energy is not is not enough. Like you've got to be tough and you've got to everybody's expecting us to bring a lot of energy the whole match. So we also have to be tougher than what people expect when they're when they're coming in to play us. And um, so that's a big reason why we had a, an extremely tough schedule in the, the first half here. I think we didn't dodge anything. We we got exploited right away. And now we're we're exactly where we want to be, which is we've learned a lot of great lessons heading into uh, into indoors and and we need to continue to learn and we need to continue to build toughness. But this year is more about about building toughness and being tough and being confident and owning who you are and what you've built. And um, and that is, I guess, that's how you sustain a legacy. Right. So that's more of the message than, hey, bring energy, believe in yourself like they they know they can do it now. It's like are you too scared to do it? Or are you going to go out there and be tough and risk failure? It's like evolving, right? So like everybody watched Oklahoma last year. They know what they're going to get when they come play us. So they're prepared for that. And so we talk a lot about this. Like there's no such a recipe for what the year we had last year. Like you have to keep evolving. And so like recipe, obviously an ingredient is going to be energy. But now we're actually bringing a team and everybody knows what Oklahoma looks like. So we got to continue to evolve. And so I think that's the biggest change is like, we can do the same things we did last year because that recipe was good for last year. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I'm curious in that theme, looking at your team and watching them throughout the fall, uh, you know, there were a couple of players. I, I think Emma, certainly Julia and Donna all played a ton of matches. Sasha played a good amount, I guess, too. But how did you pace the fall? Was it different this year than last year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it's very uh easy to get demotivated in the fall and not feel like it's team. And we were so team over self last spring that um, I think it, the fall is pretty tricky. And and that's a little bit of, of why I think we started a bit slower heading into January because we kind of had a hangover from the fall, you know, <laughs> and then, and now we're right now we're, we're back to where we want to be. I think uh, our Texas tech match was um, a good indicator of, of, the lessons we learned because the fall is really to learn and grow. Right. So you're prepared for the spring and that's how we've approached it. And I think the development piece of that is been important as we, as we enter into indoors. Mm-hmm. And to that end, I'll ask you first coach Cobra. And I'm, I, I always appreciate how candid you both are with me. And again, I sincerely apologize for forgetting to address the holiday card to you as well, Coach Cobra. My sincerest apologies. I'm buttering you up to try and get a real answer here. Assess the month of January for me because obviously five and three, you have matched the loss total from last year. I know the standard you two hold yourselves to. That's not something you were wanting to see at all this year. At the no same, bad words, Cobra. Yeah, yeah. no, I, we'll quack them out. Don't worry. Um, but, you know, at the same time, Michigan's undefeated and they look very good. Ohio State's undefeated. They look very good. You played an NC State team that had a top 100 freaking player in the world on their roster in Diana Schneider. In a vacuum, you look at all those three losses. There's context behind them. That said, though, you know, how would you assess that month of January? Well, I think first off, shout out to Audra Cohen for continuing to really get the schedule to be harder every year. <laughs> you know, every year I'm like, okay, this is the hardest it gets. And then she's like, no, I'm going to add this one. And so yeah. I think that obviously like the three losses really, if you're losing to those type of teams, they have a very different value than losing to, you know, like a bad, I don't think any of those were bad losses if you, if I really think about it. But I think, you know, last year we talked a lot about how winning is blinding you. 
And so losses are actually great. We didn't lose much last year. And we kind of became sore losers a little bit, right? Because when you don't lose, you don't really know how to. And so I think like from each loss, we really got better. And I think sometimes it takes a couple of weeks for you to really come together. But until you actually face the failures, you're not willing to really get better. And so I think as much as I give a lot of crap to Audra for having this schedule, I, I think going into indoors, we've had a lot of tests and we've learned a lot from it. You know, I, we say it all the time. We could have easily gone there undefeated with playing matches that weren't that challenging to us. And so and when you look at the records, it's very different than when you look at the learning. No, absolutely. And again, we had a, a camera on you during the Ohio State match. People were wondering if it was hand signals you were giving to Audra. I was like, no, that's the middle finger saying oh, no, we're in. <laughs> I'm glad that you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's because we're in the Midwest and it's January and I'm freezing, oh, Audra. Yeah. You, you read right through us. We have a split household on schedule making. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, to Did that end. Did yeah. you see the Did you see the middle finger when we played at NC State on four courts or no? Because that was halfway there too. Yeah, well, yeah, but that was just to the world. That one wasn't to Audra specifically. That was just to yeah. everything. And that's you know, actually again, true. Yeah, yeah. With that in mind, I asked the same question to you: five and three in the month of January. But you know, learning more about this team, trying to figure out who plays where. What do you look back at from that first month? I mean, you lost me in January. Who cares? <laughs> well like, said. I think like that's there's no point in sitting back and uh, overanalyzing the record. Like, where are you headed as a program? Um, have you gotten better? Have you been challenged? Are you tough? Like, I think the toughness that we are building is the most important piece for us as a program. And um, and we have to continue to build it. And to build that, you have to go through some hard times. And and that's what we're realizing as a team is that, you know, like, it's not always going to be, uh, you know, rainbows and butterflies as we go out there and compete. It's not going to be fun every time. It's not going to be, uh, I mean, we can have fun with it and we can compete hard, but there's a lot of toughness that has to be added to that. So I think that's the piece that we really wanted to instill early. That's why we went on the road to three of arguably the top three programs in the country right now. So, um, you know, top five, however you want to look at it. So I think we didn't do it on our terms. We won a lot of big home matches last year doing it at their place. And we got a little reality check and we needed it. So um, we adjusted and and hopefully uh, we'll continue to get better from here. Well said, as always. Well, then, let me ask you this. Going into Seattle, and it's a question to both of you, what do you view as this team's biggest strength? Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra, what do you view as there? <laughs> I think when they play as one, we're, like, unstoppable. And I think uh, we only play as one when we see every match as an opportunity. And so we all, like we have a few things from – you know, the team that we talk about, we always say big fight, uh, big heart. And I think when we play with that passion to connect as one, we're really good and dangerous. Mm -hmm. Do you agree, Coach Cohen? Yeah, I think um, compete as one. I, I would add, like, we, we're going to bring energy no matter what. I mean, that's our that's our program. I mean, we could get better at it, but, like, arguably, you know, a smaller margin. Um, but I think going into this season and like continuing the season, it's competing as one, but it's like fighting. Like you're kind of, you, when your arms are up against the wall and somebody's got you pinned, like, how are you going to respond? And we need to 
fight back as one. Like we need to just come out punching and, and be kind of like, have a chip on our shoulder about that. Like, let's prove it again. Like, let's do it. Like, let's, let's go. And, and I think not succumbing to any of the pressure or the expectations, like just blasting through them. Like, yeah, no, well said. And, you know, the flip side of that question, of course, is what's the biggest unknown? What's the thing you're most intrigued about finding out about this team in Seattle? Why don't you answer that question? You probably know better than we do. <laughs> yeah, what's the lineup you guys are going to play? That's my biggest question. Uh, you know, I think that's the question for all of it. But, no, I mean, again, is it uh, – because certainly I'm sure in singles. And, like, I would look – let's just use one example. Like Lane, who – anyone who watched Audra play in college, that's her spirit child out there on court. Um Obviously, the results have broken against her. Now, Schneider indoors, Jaden indoors. uh, I think she played Sydney indoors for Ohio State. Those are all tough matchups in a vacuum. That said, those were all the matches she found a way to, at a minimum, go three sets with, if not win downright in straights last year. And it's just like, again, what are the little things that allow her to click this weekend? I think, um, you know, Lane is, she's not sitting around thinking like you are. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's important. And that's a big part of her success is that she's not overanalyzing the each match to each match. She just wants to get better. And uh, she lost a lot of time in the fall because she was injured. So, um, you know, she came back from that and, and she's playing a little bit of catch up early here. But I think you'll also see that she we're at different facilities fast courts uh she's uh she's definitely doesn't have a, a game style that is suited for that and who everybody has nothing to lose when they play against her so um you know as as the season goes on and as she continues to get better and really addresses each match individually i think you're going to see a lot of progress there and a, and a lot of uh she's got a quiet leadership style a lot of work ethic she's not uh She's by no means feeling sorry for herself. You know, she gets back out there and works again. Next day is the next day. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's really going to be interesting. And obviously, I'm now speaking with you guys after the draw has come out. You face a Duke team that that's where it all got started last year. You go to Durham, you beat them the kickoff weekend. Obviously, you face them in the NCAA semifinals, get them there as well. Were you happy about the matchup? What was your reaction? I mean, it's fate. It's the ultimate test right there. <laughs> like, how tough really are you? That's like, that's a, that's what it's about. I mean, so cool that, uh, and and congratulations to Duke on on getting seated four and having uh, having an incredible response after we played them in, in, in kickoff. And then, um, you know, we played, played them at NCAAs as well. But overall, I mean, it's going to be a battle. And, and I think it's a great opportunity for both sides. And um, but it's a it's a great moment, I think, for Oklahoma to say, all right, let's go. This is how tough we are. Mm-hmm. Coach Cobra, do you agree? A hundred percent. She would kick me under the table if not. But <laughs> I just think it's a great opportunity. You know, obviously, like this is a big moment for us last year. But like I said earlier, like every match that we take as opportunities and this is an opportunity for us to show Oklahoma again. And so, I mean, we, we haven't talked to the team yet because we just got the draw, but I'm sure they're just as excited as we are. We wanted to talk to you first. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I wanted to hear your reaction before yeah. they got there. I think that's only fair. We'll ra- maybe wait until this is released tomorrow and then talk to them so they can hear it here first. But no, I mean, it's going to be fascinating. And I've asked this to uh, in every interview, but you know, we've been picking all the scholars in college tennis, trying to figure out looking at this field because one of the best parts of the national indoors, it's the first time you see all the best teams. Let's roll the balls out. Let's find out who's good. In either of your minds, is there a clear-cut favorite right now as you look at this field? Um, no. I mean, I think if you say yes, you're you're lying, <laughs> or you're <laughs> hoping. Yeah. Um, I I don't think so. I, I think the the challenge, it, it, it the depth right now, not only amongst the teams but also amongst these lineups, is fantastic. And it's a kudos to college tennis as a whole and to the the talent that is coming to college tennis. Um, so I don't think there's a clear cut winner. I think the the winner is going to be whoever is tougher and battles longer and tougher, like just comes out ready and continues to fight the whole time. But Coach anybody Cup. in this tournament can win the tournament. Was that a I cop think- out? Yeah. No, it wasn't a cop. I will, I'll tell you, it, it couldn't be a cop out if we almost won it last year. It's true. I, <laughs> but, well but everybody question. believes in themselves because of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's true. Like because of our run last year, I think every team is coming and thinking they can do it, which is true. Like they can, you know, I think that everything has to go the way that we're hoping. But I think that that's the biggest thing is that there's no favorite. We're yeah. not the cop out. We're the example. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, I really wa- would like for you and John to have your talk later tonight and say that we're the loser of the draw because that really worked out last year. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm done giving predictions like how Kirk Herbstreet for he, when he's on the call for matches he, or games, he doesn't give calls. I, that's my thing now. I'm like, I'm not letting any of you use it against me. I think everything I say when people ask me for a prediction, I say my magic number is 4-2. A lot of four twos this weekend. It just feels like it's going to be that sort of uh, four day stretch and you know, again, I know what your goals are to Seattle. Oklahoma doesn't show up to an event with any other expectation than winning it. But as you look for this group this season with obviously where's your program is at, what do the two of you hope this team is able to accomplish in 2023? Yeah, better. That's what Audrey would say. <laughs> um, but he's asking you. <laughs> I mean, obviously, every team has a, a dream of winning a national championship. You know, I think we all work towards that. And the thing is that national championships don't happen until indoor like this weekend and then in May. And so there's a lot of things that can happen then. And that's why, you know, Audra said you lost me in January. Like at the end of the day, like I, I'm assuming that all those top 16 teams or, you know, top 50 teams are hoping they can win a national championship. But it's really like who is going to put the work and do it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, to that end, I'm curious, and it's a bit of a tangent, but for this group, is it harder to turn it on January 17th than it was last year just because everyone's like, well, this is cute, but when we played under the lights in Illinois, that was an environment. Or like, you know, again, not to pick on a random team, but at Kansas State in March. Like, do you worry it's going to be harder for this group to turn it on? I I don't worry about that. I think we're a really working class team. Okay, We aren't a team that is just real flashy and we just – turn it on when we want like we practice turning it on and we practice it over and over and I think it's more of the ability to turn it on multiple days and expect to have to that's the the piece that um that we learned in January right so 
that we take into the rest of the season and we know you can't you can't just turn it on when you want and have that mentality that you just described and we we didn't build the program on that i mean we're a working class team we're never going to be um having top 100 wta players most likely um <laughs> that but it's true i mean and that we're okay with that everybody comes to oklahoma because they want to get better and they want to be on a team that wants to be great and and that's what we do and we we have to work for it it doesn't come easy we have a lot of big uh like we we have a lot of players who are working class on court too, and they might not have the biggest weapons out on the court that day, but they're going to find a way. Mm-hmm. Well, to that end, it's interesting because, and I'll ask you first, Coach Cobra, you guys got the chance to go to play NC State. Diana Schneider obviously made her season debut. She's not top 100 in the college rankings. She's top 100 in the world right now. Coach Cobra, what does it say about college tennis that a player of that caliber has entered its ranks? And what do you think that does for the sport? It's like, why wouldn't you come to college tennis? You know, I think that I was talking to the golf coach today and where I was talking like, I mean, you have to come to college tennis. You see so much success from players that have stayed for a year or two years. And I think that, you know, Schneider is a great example of that. She's obviously combining her interest with NC State's interest and it's making everybody better. And I think that that's why when we talk about who is supposed to win this year, like, I mean, every team is so good. (laughs) We come back from every weekend, not just like, when did everybody get so good? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) When did your schedule get so good? Yeah, no, it's crazy. But I I think that that's why when you say, is there a a clear winner for uh, indoors? We were like, ah, we're not sure is because I mean, everybody, I think, is competing better because they saw that what competing better really does last year. And now they're competing better and they have huge talent. Like, you know, great thing for college tennis for Diane to be here. And so how good can we really be? You know, this could this be the not the best uh, year of college tennis? Maybe next year we'd be even better, you know. But you just see how much stronger it's getting. We thought that once COVID was done, that college tennis was going to get weaker. And now here we are. Yeah. No, I mean, I think next year we see the last year of explosion, explosion, like, and I'm saying this lovingly, and it's the both of you, so I can say this and not feel bad. Um, But sorry, you can hear the joy in my voice like that. You guys aren't top 10 right now. Obviously, big picture. Do I think you'll finish there? I do. It's not absurd. Like, and that speaks to the depth and the strength in college tennis that, like, there are teams who, with the wins they've put together, the talent they have on paper, they deserve to be in the top 10 as well. And there are, like, 14 top 10 teams right now, maybe even 16 as we look at this national indoors. And that's why it is going to be so fun to roll the balls out, see what happens. Same question, though, to you, Coach Cohen. What's your – as someone who, again – Sure, you could have turned pro before your college career finished. What does it say about college tennis that someone like Schneider is playing amongst the ranks? Well, I did turn pro before my college career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pro true. After my junior year. But, uh, but I think it's it's phenomenal. I mean, it's it's incredible for college tennis. I think the pathway, there's a reason why NBA, NFL have rules where you have to go to college for at least a year in NBA, three for, for NFL. I mean, it just shows that you – you actually grow a lot more. You're more well-rounded. You're more prepared for the tour. And uh, and I think being on in a team environment is is really healthy. Tennis is a very narcissistic sport. And it's, it's actually really healthy for them to be on a team where it's not always just about them. Uh, and it's about the team and how the team does. So it, it also improves the relationship that they have with their own tennis. 
um, and then take that onto the tour. So I, I, I am excited to, to have her as a part of college tennis. And I hope that more players really look into that and, and consider it. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I agree with Going you. Out there. I should have said even earlier. She could have turned pro even earlier in her college yeah, career. Yeah, don't that, worry. That, that should have been. No, I, I'm better than that. That was, again, unforced number two. It's you guys. <laughs> yeah, you're bringing it out in me. All right, last two questions. Yeah, yeah. Last <laughs> two questions for you both in that theme of college as a pathway to the pros. It was recently announced that the ATP Challenger Tour in partnership with the ITA going to provide more playing opportunities for aspiring college players. What? Does what will I mean? We see more pro events on college campuses. We've seen them in Norman, as a matter of fact. You know, what do you think it's going to take for the ITA to have a corresponding relationship on the women's side? Do you expect one to emerge? Yes, I do. Uh, pretty soon, I think um, that is just a matter of time, more so than than anything. But but I think all of it speaks to college is a development league, right? So like, we're like a D league to get to the tour. And I think college, I say this to a lot of recruits, like if you are really successful in college, it's like going, you're hitting the tour basically level wise at between 300 and 150 in the world. Um, because you have the level and the ability to just jump out there. You see that with Peyton Stearns, you see that with quite a few players. So I, I think the, the concern to play 15 Ks in Tunisia and think that's a better experience than playing college tennis is the part where I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure playing in Tunisia on your own is going to develop you the way that college tennis can. And so that's where I commend the ITA for working with the pro tours to, to partner up because why not capitalize on some of the players that we're producing? Very well said, Coach Cobra. Anything to add? Well, I think that maybe like five, ten years ago, there was a hope that college would be a pathway. Now it's actually shown that it is. You know, you see on Peyton Stearns, Ben Shelton, like they they actually really benefited from playing college tennis for a couple of years and then now going on. And so I think the more we can continue to put that as like a huge pathway, then the better will become. And, and players like Schneider will keep coming. Mm-hmm. And to that point, Emma Navarro was top 200 last year. Like, we're, it's not that big of a leap from top two. Well, it is a big leap from top 200 to top 100, but Emma is pretty close to making it as well. Last question for the both of you. We've discussed it before, but it's official. NCAA's trial run in the fall. What was your both of your reactions to that announcement? Don't care as long as it's on TV. <laughs> Fair, Coach Cobra. Don't care as long as it's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. If they use – so the 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 real thing is what's the criteria going to be? If pro results start factoring in, if like a f- incoming freshman plays San Diego and she beats three other incoming freshmen, should those results count in the selection criteria? I mean the it- selection criteria was just as political before. So sure. I, I think we're – we're talking in circles. It's going to be political no matter how we look at it. There's no perfect system. There's going to be a team that feels like it was unfair. There's going to be a team that benefits and maybe shouldn't have. So it's, it is what it is. But at the end of it, I think we need to get tennis on TV at this level. College tennis needs to have a platform 
that is televised nationally and it's you're doing commentating and and talking about Rosh Hashanah. Like, (laughs) I think uh, I, I think that it's important for our sport, especially as college athletics landscape changes. We are all talking about so many other things that are just distractions, like how who gets in all of that. Like, that's all just just distraction to our platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. And I'm happy to talk Rosh Hashanah. I'll talk to Bishvat. Yeah. We'll celebrate yeah. the trees. Yeah, I'll go deep cuts uh, if need be. But obviously something I'm excited to do is broadcast this weekend's National Indoors. I'm always excited to get the chance to watch your team compete, especially when it's in person. So a thank you to both of you for taking the time to chat. Travel safely to Seattle. And obviously I will see you there soon. Thank you. Thank you.